You have to give a blood sacrifice to Satan. It's supposed to keep you protected. It's supposed to keep you pure. They said that if you told that the devil would come and kill our parents. It doesn't matter if you believe in Satan. It doesn't matter if you believe in demons. What's important is to know that there are people out there that do, and they're willing to do anything to accomplish their goal. Satanism is more than a hodgepodge of mysticism and fantasy, more than a Halloween motif. It's a violent impulse. It preys on the emotionally vulnerable, especially teenagers, often lonely and lost. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 116 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for Wednesday, November 7th, 2018. I'm here with my co-host, Mike. And you know what, Mike? I, I got some stressful shit coming up, man. Like, you want to talk about stressful? Like, my God. I got... I'm covering someone's gig tomorrow, someone's trivia gig, okay? I don't normally uh -huh. do trivia. Trivia is nerve-wracking. You're, like, basically up there. It almost feels like you're doing a podcast live because you're on the mic and you're not only asking questions, but I try to be entertaining with it, you know? So, like, yeah. it's kind of like a small, like, somewhat of a, a one-man show of sorts. It's weird. Uh -huh. And then Friday, I have to prepare for a wedding that I have Saturday. And then next week, I have... Uh, to cover a gig, a gig uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then I have to do a trivia gig Wednesday, and then go to my other yeah. karaoke gig, and then Friday I have a show for my band, Dancing with Ghosts, and then and that's going to be a big show, a lot of pressure, and then you know if you want to take a break next week, that's totally fine, because it sounds like you could use that because oh. the fact that like you have like all of these things to do during the week might be a little bit difficult to find time yeah i'm most definitely probably gonna have to skip out on next week but my and then saturday i have yet another fucking wedding so <laughs> hey you're gonna make that money oh man. yeah i'm gonna make that cheddar mo money mo money mo money now i'm pretty busy i'm pretty busy this week too okay after this podcast i got house guests coming over group members from a uh, intro to digital cinema class and we're gonna shoot a video based on a script i wrote then, really? A script that you wrote? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. It's nothing super complicated. It's just a game of truth or dare that turns into only truths and then tests the friendship of a group of friends and stuff like that. That's kind of a cool idea, actually. Yeah. I uh, See, I would have so, went the opposite way with the script. It would have turned into only dares and then it would have turned into a softcore porno. Yeah. No, I mean, that... They already kind of did the only dare kind of thing. Like, for example, that movie Nerve was similar to that kind of concept. I liked it. I thought Nerve was pretty cool. Um, but anyway, so I got to do that. Then on Thursday, I got to work. And then after I get off work, I have to start editing that video because it's supposed to be edited by the end of class on Friday. So I'm going to edit a good chunk of it after I get off work. Then... On, I don't think I have to work on the weekend. I don't know just yet, but I, but I am gonna go out and see. Well, it's not really work, but just getting a ride and figuring that out. Because I'm gonna go see Harry and the Hendersons in 35 millimeter at the Hollywood Theater this Saturday. That movie growing up, and Rick Baker is gonna be there, the legendary makeup effects artist who did the makeup effects for Harry. Oh, awesome! See, so cool shit like that happens on the West Coast. 
Shit like that yeah, don't happen so, on the East Coast. <laughs> I met Chris Wayless, who did Gremlins Effects, when I saw the Fly remake uh, in the theater at the same theater. So I'm really psyched to to maybe get to meet Rick Baker, ask him some questions, and maybe he'll sign an autograph like uh, Chris did. We'll see. Um, but and I haven't seen Harry and the Henderson since I was a kid. Yeah, so it's same. been forever since I've seen the film. And uh, on Sunday, I don't know what else I'm going to do. And then I don't know what my work schedule is. I know my paycheck was pretty fucking paltry. (laughs) (laughs) But it is what it is. I I think they're going to start slamming me with hours once they get really busy. Yeah, well, you know. Because I'm the guy who I I have more experience than some of the new kids they're hiring. So, and and I've asked. I've actually ask them like and they're getting slammed and i'm like well i can stay later if you want me to and they're like oh payroll's tight right now and so that's basically their reasoning and and i think it's probably a corporate thing and if it's a corporate thing it's not very smart you hire these employees and you're not giving them hours it's like what's the point why are you hiring all these new employees when you have these other employees you have which you can give them the hours and then Give them more experience, so then when you get to the sl- when they get you get slammed, you got employees who have like a couple months of experience instead of somebody who's been there for a month trying to deal with a Christmas rush. Yeah, well, that's corporations for you. I don't, I don't fucking understand corporations. So anyway, as you can you hear me, know, right, Mike? A- yes. Oh, okay. Just making sure because like I, I felt like you were going off and I was saying things and you just kept talking but more than your normal your normal mic way uh so i, no. I didn't know if the mic was no 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 i, I can hear you okay it's, it's not <laughs> can you hear me um, you hear me now yeah oh god hear me now? don't bring up that commercial <laughs> no there's no need to bring that commercial up what about when that guy defaulted to the other uh yeah i know the yeah. other company you know oh, he was shit. that was sprint like anyone gave a flying fuck you know, can you hear me now? Oh, it's me again. Hey, remember me? It's like, yeah, the guy in the commercial uh, of of which I hate commercials. Therefore, you were just a nuisance. <laughs> yes, I do remember your annoying ass face and shit you used to say. Just like the if the dude you're getting a Dell guy popped up for HP, <laughs> I'd hate him just as much. It'd be like, oh, cool. Another guy that reminds me of a commercial that interrupted the show that I wanted to watch. Fantastic. Dude, Adele was worse. Oh, yeah, that guy it- was way worse. Although it was I like got, it was Jim, I'm surprised I didn't get like Jim Brewer to be the dude you're getting Adele guy. I think Jim dude, Brewer was Adele. yeah. I think Jim Brewer was like, nah, I'm a little too good for this. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a little bit more self respect than to do some bullshit like this. Even though he tried, he was a part of a sitcom called Buddies, which is a spinoff of a Home Improvement episode. Really, where he and Dave Chappelle appeared on. Oh, I me- yeah, I remember and that. I remember he your- never actually it, the episode that he did never actually aired because he was fired. So they replaced him. Oh shit! So they replaced him, and so Dave Chappelle still went on with this other guy, and the show didn't do very well at all. That's the crazy thing about Hollywood is like how many TV shows, like even watching that Geraldo. Like, uh, God, that I keep Tattingers? What I keep wanting to call a fucking documentary that Geraldo show. What was what the fuck would you classify that, Mike? Was a special the Geraldo special? Yeah, it's a special. Okay, yeah, that t- yeah, Tattingers, 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 Tattingers. 
This show, which th- was with Stephen Collins, and then this is, of course, before everyone would know him as some, you know, sadistic, you know, sick fuck who liked, you know, abusing kids, I think, or something like that. Because I remember that, like, uh, he was a seventh heaven guy. And did you hear like what happened? Year, you know, a no years ago or uh-uh. something. He was exposed as being like this sex offender. Oh shit! In real life, huh? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, so I guess this sh- uh the Geraldo special was on uh, NBC so w- you know they had like commercials from that era in between on there and you would see all the shows they were trying to push and that Tattinger's show was one of them. Actually by the by the third advertisement I was like this show actually looks kind of funny. Like they- and the, and the, the the ones that I thought were kind of interesting were the 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 one with uh Mario Van Peebles, he was like a private investigator, and I think it was called Sammy Spoon or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck happened to that show? What the? They had a show called Dear John, which is the season's funniest new show. And, and, <laughs> and it, nobody it, fucking remembers that. Yeah, show. yeah, and they even had it set up to run right after Cheers, which back in the yeah. day that was like the most coveted spot on TV was the the time slot right it after. It was Sunny Spoon. That's what Sunny Spoon, not Sammy Spoon. Sunny Spoon, um, and uh, something is out there, which is actually it was a TV miniseries at first, like it was a two-part miniseries, I think, and then it became or a TV movie. Then it became a very short-lived TV show. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, God, how many? It's like that uh, that episode of Family Guy where Peter's like, "Well, we're getting canceled," you know. Unless, uh, then he, like, he's like, yeah, Fox. He mentions, yeah, he mentions all the Fox, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like, unless, uh, w- you know, I don't know what the fucking setup was. But anyway, he went on to name of all these shows on Fox that had been canceled in, like, the past few years. And it was, like, literally, like, 30, at least 30 different shows. And I, I had heard of maybe, like, like, one third I, of I them. I got it here, um... Peter's like, everybody, I've got bad news. We've been canceled. And then Lois is like, oh, no, Peter, how could they do that? It's like, well, unfortunately, Lois, there's just no more room on the schedule. We just got to accept the fact that Fox has to make room for terrific shows like Dark Angel, Titus, Undeclared, Action, That 80s Show, Wonderfalls, Fast Lane, Andy Richter Controls the Universe, Skin, Girls Club, Cracking Up, The Pits, Firefly, Get Real, Freaky Links, Wanda at Large, Costello, The Lone Gunman, a Minute with Stan Hooper, Normal Ohio, Pasadena, Harsh Realm, Keen Eddie, The Street, American Embassy, Cedric the Entertainer, The Tick, Louie, and Greg the Bunny. And then he goes, but I guess if all those uh, fail, we have a chance or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, and Lois is like, is there no hope? He's like, well, I suppose if those shows got on the tubes, we might have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> and they, are, of course, were all canceled shows at that point. Well, you don't see specials like Devil Worship exposing satan's underground anymore either yeah well i think it'd be pretty funny if if uh like some comedian did one of those but it's a parody so it's like a two hour long parody of these over the top ridiculous oh dude they started they started parodying those specials back in like like that's been that's been like a comedy trope to parody yeah i remember in uhf they parodied geraldo Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's that. Those shows were so like outrageously like just sensational that they 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 became a parody soon after they appeared. 
Um, but I would say, though, as far as like carrying the torch of disseminating information but not doing it in a way that's sensationalized, I'd say shows like 60 Minutes like still kind of do that. Yeah. But they're not like there's no cheesy host with a bad mustache. You know, there's there's Mickey Rooney complaining about things. There's there, <laughs> there's John Stossel with a more dignified mustache. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you remember Mickey Rooney just complaining about everything? <laughs> no, I do not. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so anyway we're we're a podcast about unsolved mysteries, uh, but you wouldn't know it from this episode and the last episode, would you, the Mike? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and speaking of Mike, um, I, once again, I got to apologize to people's ears for uh, last week's podcast. Uh, for some reason, my computer decided to just randomly turn up the volume levels on my mic. So I didn't know that until afterwards, and then I checked my computer, and the volume levels were like a 95 out of 100. You know what, Mike? Why don't, why don't we tell them the truth? We've been we've been doing this on purpose. We, we want to try to get maximum scare factor out of this podcast. <laughs> and when we're sitting there talking about Unsolved Mysteries, and all of a sudden Mike's voice spikes up and pans to your left ear real quickly... It's supposed to simulate like his like a spirit. Well, we're talking about Satan, so yeah, like you know. it's supposed to be like Satan's like in your like on your left shoulder, and I'm on the right shoulder because I'm I'm the right <laughs> you know the good conscience, and Mike is the evil decisions, you know, because that's totally how that would work out. But um, but yeah, no, uh, hopefully Mike fixed that. Um, if you want to um, kick us some shekels on the Patreon, it is www.patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries you can join our facebook group by searching on facebook for uncovering unexplained mysteries it's a very lively active group i love our group and everybody in our group unless you're a douchebag in which you will quickly be ushered out with a little so if geraldo showed up you just kick him out of the group Hi guys, my name is Geraldo Rivera. I would love to join your group and talk about some unbelievable Satanists. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Geraldo. You gotta shave the mustache first. Okay, never mind. You guys, you people. Okay, Buster, look here. <laughs> I will not tolerate mustachophobia on this magnitude. I'm leaving. <laughs> all right so speaking of geraldo let's get back to uh i guess uh exposing geraldo and uh exposing his special uh exposing satan's underground as long as geraldo isn't exposing himself, himself. to us then because yeah. i yeah. have a feeling his pubic hair configuration is like in the same mustache. He posted he posted a Twitter or like a Instagram photo fairly recently with his shirt off. So yeah, it's like Well, I'm like I feel like he's no. got like he 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 shaves his junk to where it's the same mustache shape that's over his <laughs> lip. Like like he has that above his his penis. No, that would be terrifying. That'd be that'd be even scarier than than any devil worship. Hey, ladies, I'm doing an expose on mustache genitalia, and you've got to see what's going on downstairs <laughs> later on in my hotel room. You don't want to miss it. <sighs> if you have children present, get them out of the room. <laughs> if you have children, 
Make them go into the other room. This will give them nightmares. What I'm about to show them. Unless they are 18 years of age or older, send them away. If not, please send a self-addressed envelope with your 4x6 picture and your Instagram handle on the back. Yeah, sorry. So... As usual, we're using uh, information from the Trouble City blog by Nick Perone. So, now that we've gotten through uh, heavy metal panic, satanic panic about heavy metal bands, and talked about you know a few other uh, different uh, cases, Geraldo brings on the Satanists and has them speak yeah and very briefly real quick uh, you guys should really go and listen to part one i know this kind of goes without saying by how this episode is labeled but there is a part one if you don't know what the hell we're talking about go and listen to part one it's not that difficult all right go ahead yeah so uh it's he starts out having xena levey on the show uh xena shrek who is the daughter of anton levey the founder of the church of satan and geraldo asks xena how big her father's church is she tells them it's worldwide and she talks about how the religion itself is a legal operation. And she's got on like that. Her makeup is just caked on. Like totally. Just okay. Caked let on me just makeup. let me just say here, Mike, I don't know what the fuck. If you're if you're about to try to insult this woman's looks, she is a fucking babe. I'm not. She I'm not. She was a babe and a half. I'm like, not insulting her looks. I'm just saying she has the caked on makeup that was whatever that she was, was doing. And I don't, I don't know how you were able to see that through that 120p resolution video that we watched. But <laughs> I'm looking at a still frame right now. That's why. Oh, okay. Well, I was looking at Xena, and I'm like, God damn, man! I might join your church if I can like go out on a date <laughs> with you or something. She kind of reminded me a little of Christina Applegate. Yeah. Oh, my, dude. Christina Applegate, such a huge crush on her growing up. I thought she was st- so hot. She still is. Such a babe. Yes. So, Geraldo then gets pissed off at her because she's not really answering the questions directly. She was also clearly really nervous. I, I-, I think she was, because honestly, she was just forced into this. Uh, her father was just like, you go on and do this. I don't want to do it. And so she's like, okay. Um... So then he cuts her off and then starts questioning Michael Anquino, uh, the leader of the Temple of Set. Now, Xena would actually go on and become a tantric Buddhist later in her life. Yeah. So um, she did the same thing that a lot of these alleged satanic teens did. Uh, She became disenfranchised with her upbringing and renounced the satanic church, legally changed her last name, and became the high priestess of the Temple of Set which is the temple that Michael Aquino uh, was was a leader of. That's kind of, she then that's kind later of funny. became a tantric Buddhist. That, that's kind of funny because it's like literally kids are going to rebel against whatever the fuck you raise them with. If you shove it yeah. down their throat enough, even if it's the, even if it's the antithesis of Christianity, they're yeah. still going to rebel and be like, fuck you, dad, and fuck Satan. I'm going to <laughs> be a Buddhist. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, it's it's that's just how fu- that's just how kids are. And by the way, this Michael Aquino guy, it's like yeah, you could call. He looks like a Romulan. He looks like he looks like fucking Mister Spock's chubby Hispanic younger yeah. cousin. <laughs> but I, I thought he definitely looked like a Romulan to me, like the Romulans from uh, the the original series. 
the original Star Trek. Okay, series. so I'm glad that we both got Star Trek when we saw this guy. That that yeah. had to have been a purposeful choice on his end. He's got his eyebrows are teased like uh, Sarek. That Spock's dad. You know, I never thought about it, but that short hair that would be the word for it. it they he teased his eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It's true though. So, uh, Geraldo mistakes Aquino as a Satanist. He uh, explains that he's actually a Satanist. He worships the Egyptian god known as Set. Satanist, Satanist. Um, but we'll get into that later. Apparently, Geraldo likely had him on the show because of his past association with the Church of Satan and the fact that he actually held rank of colonel in the United States military at the time. Curveball. So Geraldo starts asking him about Satanism. Aquino then fires back, and he's quoted here. He says, There are some confusions tonight because the same term means something different to Satanists than it does to Christians in the United States. By our own standards, the people you have shown in these film clips would not be Satanists, either in the present or the past. Rather, they would be considered failures of a more conventional religion. Yeah, I, you know, and I feel like I feel and, and that's something I kind of wanted to mention in the last podcast. And I by no means give a flying fuck about Satanism or the Church of Satan. I'm not, you know, I don't I, I'm agnostic slash atheist. I don't believe any of that shit exists. Like whether, you know, whether it's Jesus or Satan, I just think it's all fairy tales to me. However, um, from my understanding, Satanists are have been painted in a very like horrific light to middle America. They're at, I think like the Satanist credo is like basically um do whatever you want to be your own god, do what you want to do as long as it's not hurting other people. I think like mm-hmm. that's pretty much what their core belief is. And so when he said that it's like yeah, these people probably weren't satanists. They're just they they are the an ex- extremists for uh that uh, 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 uh like a fringe extremist group of this religion but they do not represent probably 95% of the rest of yeah. the religion despite what michael aquino's appearance is in this special which is pretty ridiculous and ludicrous and kind of hard to take seriously as soon as he opens his mouth like you immediately begin to respect him and appreciate what he's saying because he's he has a doctorate he was in the military he was he's actually a really intelligent person and he continues and he explains uh what satanism is to him to geraldo because geraldo asked him about it he's like well originally when the church of satan was founded it composed not of people with a hatred of christianity but of people who by and large were agnostics and atheists they felt the institutions that arisen around christianity failed in their moral commitment so Satanism became a focus on rational self-interest and taking responsibility for your own intellectual and ethical decisions. Oh, or that. Yeah. So uh, around this time of this uh, special, he found himself dragged into this Presidio daycare sc- scandal, which is a scandal that happened around uh, this particular time period where children were alleging that they were being sexually abused by their teacher and, uh, at the Presidio, which is a military base. And leading the accusations against Aquino was military chaplain Larry Adams Thompson. Aquino actually wrote a book about it called Extreme Prejudice, the the Presidio Satanic Abuse Scam, about the whole experience. And apparently, 
it was just a bunch of allegations. There really wasn't uh, much to it. Uh, Aquino was actually uh, interviewed on April 4th, 2018, and he was talking about uh, the special. He uh, says, Geraldo had done some previous regular shows, scare-hyping the ongoing SRA national hysteria. So I was under no illusions that his planned special would be an objective expose. The message was, you can either participate and talk about yourself, or we'll talk about you and say that you refuse to respond. So obviously I accept it. Jeez. In fairness, and presumably because I did participate, I recall Geraldo not attacking me personally during the special. Indeed, speaking up on my behalf. Off camera, he was courteous and polite. I remember, I remember his asking me to please keep my wording as simple as possible since I sometimes use academic terminology, and we are broadcasting to an audience with an average 13-year-old mentality. Dang. See, So that's what I was talking about earlier in, in the first part of this uh, podcast about the 13-year-old mentality. That actually comes from Geraldo himself. Yeah, see, Geraldo, like, he, he, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what, that's, that's why I think people, after a while, got sick of these kind of personalities because they were so fucking inauthentic. You know, Geraldo obviously proving that by say, you know, acting like the audience is intelligent. And then when, you know, the camera's off, he's like, yeah, use smaller words because these people are dumb, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so then Geraldo starts talking about exorcisms and an already ludicrous and over-the-top and hard-to-take-seriously-special just turns all of that up to 11 with this particular part of this uh, special. So he talks about Haitian voodoo. He visits the Haitian district of Brooklyn, New York, where he witnesses a voodoo priest perform a ceremony. He says that uh, the priest is trying to cure a woman of stomach pain that is believed to be caused by the devil. And then he cuts, then there's some cuts that show the priest shouting at the woman about how the devil has been following her and he will make sure that he will never follow her again. And then he sits cross-legged and watches as everyone chants, dances, drinks and spits wine, and then they rub a live chicken in the woman's face, apparently putting the devil in the chicken, and then they slaughter that chicken, supposedly curing the woman. Yeah, so, all the fucking chicken involvement in that scene. I was just very uncomfortable. I was like, that. I bet that room smelled awful. Yeah, but that's that's the tradition uh, with voodoo. But here's the thing. He's talking about how if it's, it relates to the devil and it's Satanism, and it's, it's, it's a voodoo ritual. Geraldo, there's a difference between voodoo and Satanism. Oh, they're not the same difference. fucking thing. Huge difference. Even even unsolved mysteries had the the intelligence and the tolerance to be like when they when they did a uh, episode on something involving voodoo and Stack said something to the extent of you know this this sect of voodoo are extremists or something like that. Uh, yeah. to voodoo is typically a peaceful and harmless religion or something like that. Yeah. Well, even Geraldo admits that he's willing to accept that voodoo isn't a cult. And it can be used as a force for good. But on the other hand, he's not willing to do that for Satanism. He's like, no, that, you know, well, 
Satanism is bad. Satanism is evil. Like Satanism can't be used for good. Well, I mean, it's all about the devil. You know, the whole trailer or intro teasing the contents of the show, the narrative has already been established, you know, that there will be no objectivity. Our our decision has been made before we even, you know, I'm surprised he didn't have Dana Carvey on 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 the show dressed as the church lady. No, that would have been that would have been very self-aware of the ridiculousness of the show, and I don't think there was any self-awareness here. I think that uh, yeah, I know, yeah, but that that would have been pretty awesome yeah. though. Just shows up randomly and they're just like they're they're all talking about like what what could possibly be what could have caused this small town child to do such a horrible crime. Hmm, perhaps Satan. Yeah, <laughs> hmm, I don't know Satan. <laughs> So anyway, uh, then he goes to uh, this this fucking guy named Roy Masters. Uh, so the footage then cuts to cuts to uh, some footage he previously recorded in Los Angeles, California, and it's about exorcisms that are being carried out by this preacher named Roy Masters. And this is what Geraldo says about Masters with a background in show business rather than theology. Masters claims that the members of his congregation react profoundly to the laying of the cross that they feel and fear themselves possessed by the devil. And then the clip they show, to me, should have been enough to discredit that whole thing. Because it's literally a dude with, uh, and they're in like a church. He's got fucking sticks. They're in a church. Their people are sitting in pews. The, the dude has a cross that is literally made of two sticks. Yeah. Thick sticks, mind you. They're, they're pretty hefty sticks. But they aren't even, like, refined to make, like, you know, they're not, like, planks. They're, like, no. un, they're like uncut sticks from a, a tree forming a yeah. cross. And he's, like, just putting the cross near the person's face. And they're all, like, no, no, I'm not leaving. No. You see how I just made that voice, how it's easy to fake that shit and how that kind of that might have freaked some people out. But I feel like to a certain degree, if you believe enough in your head that a demon has infested your body and it is the reason for all the bad feelings and all the bad things that you're going on and you've seen The Exorcist and you've seen enough movies growing up to inform your knowledge of how a demon should act, how a demon should talk. It's like all that shit is in your subconscious. Yeah. So it's like you have orchestrated this whole thing in your head. So when you go see this guy that says that he can cast out the demon and the placebo effect kicks in and you truly believe that there's yep. a demon inside you, when he holds that cross up to you, it's almost like subconscious. You're going to be like, no, I'm not getting out. I'm staying in this body. You know, it's like, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's just fucking, it's stupid, you know? You just sound like Louis Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> you get not possessed kidding. by Louis Anderson. I'm not getting out of your body, son of a bitch. <laughs> so Cartman, yeah, you get possessed by the spirit of Cartman or Louis Anderson. Well, there was a guy who was in the crowd who looked like Louis Anderson. And I'm like, what the hell is Louis Anderson doing here? I guess he's having an issue with his career right now. <laughs> Louis Anderson, that guy. What did he do besides host Family Feud? Like, what What the fuck was his claim to fame? Remember in- Life with Louis? Oh, yeah. What, wait, <laughs> was that? 
Oh, yeah. Was that like a sitcom or was it an- That was a cartoon. Oh, yeah, that's right. I feel I feel like Bobby's World. Didn't that have something to do with that show, Bobby's World? Well, I think there might. I think it was maybe by the same creator, I think, because the animation was very similar. I don't, all I remember is he had some, like, teenage boy, like, suck his dick in a limo or something a long time ago, and, like, that like, got him into a lot of hot water. Yeah. And if that's not completely accurate, then I will throw in the phrase he alleged that allegedly happened, or maybe yeah. it did. I don't know. I just heard something about so, that. But yeah, I mean, totally. The placebo effect definitely comes into play. It's like when you have a congregation of church members and they're slain in the spirit, you know, where some the the pastor takes out some some uh, oil and puts it on their head, and, and you are healed or whatever, and then they fall down. I actually did that one time, and, and I just I actually fell for the the placebo effect because it's just the environment that you're in. Yeah, and you want to be you know you want to go along with right that because you know you want you want that to be something that can actually heal you or 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 make things better, but it's it is it's just a placebo effect really. Yeah, I mean it's the same, and it's, it's a little bit of mental manipulation too. Yeah. And Roy Masters, uh, apparently, uh, he immigrated to America from the United Kingdom. He had a lucrative career as a diamond cutter. He gave this up to become a hypnotist. So that's a red flag. So this is a guy who's posing as a preacher, but he's actually a hypnotist. So who knows? He might have hypnotized some of these people prior to the putting the cross in front of them. So he was sent to jail in Houston for 30 days for practicing medicine without a license. He later moved to California, where he started the Foundation of Human Understanding, a not-for-profit organization. He also started a conservative radio show called The Advice Line that eventually became nationally syndicated. The guy eventually moved to Josephine, Oregon. Oh, great. <laughs> Taking a page from the Bhagwan, Rajanish Masters started to perform a commune to hide out from the eventual collapse of the world. He also tried to gain political influence, but when this threatened his attempt to gain tax-exempt status as a religious organization... His love of money sidelined his political ambitions. There were many more scandals, one of which involved such as allegedly assaulting his former daughter-in-law and children. So, seems like he's a real piece of work and possibly a real piece of shit. Yeah, let's move on past him because he was just a small part of this whole thing. So, then Geraldo talks about uh, trying to explain what devil worship is. So, he uses a stock footage put on by the Church of Satan from like the 60s or 70s. And I'm sorry, it's always funny to me watching that stock footage. You got a guy wearing a skull mask and a robe. And these other people, you know, it's just so theatrical that you cannot possibly take it seriously. I'm expecting some of the members, like the guy in the skull mask, that start laughing like the Crypt Keeper. They're like, <laughs> you know, you're just like, this is one of those things that, come on. Really, I feel it, it's your it's what it's a stereotype that everyone thinks of when they think of Satanists. Yeah, and it almost seems like it's self aware. Like like Anton Lavey knew it. He was like, "Yeah, I know this is what you think Satanists are." So here you go. <laughs> yeah, and then they show this clip of like all these scared folks in some church, <laughs> and yeah. the preacher's like, you know. Uh, do we have a problem with with devil worship here in whatever county, whatever yeah. you know, whatever such and such county? Well, obviously we do. And then yeah, I remember that. And then yeah. it cuts to this old woman on the pulpit, and this 
This, to me, sums up why we have partly, not fully, this partly sums up why we have gun problems in America. Because this old lady is on the pulpit and she goes, I believe in God and I believe in you all, but I'm still going to carry my guns because I'm scared. Yep. Scared of something that was perpetuated and blown up by the media for what? Well, no, not necessarily blown up by the media. This whole thing was blown up by them because so Geraldo goes in, he goes to the town of Amite, Louisiana. Yeah, and where did they get the information from, Mike? They got it from the media. They watched the well, news. Well, I, I, I think actually... They might have gotten some of the information from the news, but a lot of this is just them convincing themselves that it's Satanist. That it's Satanist. I'm telling you, dude, it comes from the fucking media. They watch, t they they sit down for dinner at night, and they w turn on the television, and they watch the 6 o'clock news, and they're talking about devil worship, and they're talking about, in the news today, you know, a black man broke into a store and beat a white woman senseless. And then, and then Satan, and this, that, and the other, and and you know, scared Middle America gets all well, fucking. Well, yeah, I, I think there's there's definitely a part to that. I don't think that's the. I mean, that is like undeniably been proven true. Well, yeah, I know. I, I just don't think it's the only explanation. Well, that's, that's why I, I made the you, statement. Yeah. I partly feel like this is yeah. a problem: is fear mongering well, in America yeah. Yeah, well, in the absolutely. news? Absolutely, fear mongering, one hundred percent, fear mongering the news. But I think with this particular case, they just most of it is they convince themselves that their cattle that ended up being mutilated, which possibly could have just been by other animals, or they could have decomposed naturally, they just assumed that they were mutilated by Satanists, or by the devil. Which I feel came from the uh, the Hispanic Panic. <laughs> the Hispanic Panic? <laughs> I literally, my brain fed me the word Hispanic instead of satanic. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was a fucking Hispanic panic. You know, I think there's a Hispanic panic going on in America right now with the whole wall and caravan and shit. No, what I meant to say was uh, th they, that lady thought it was the uh, Satanist because of the satanic panic epidemic going on at the time. Yes, yes. And, that, and that might ne necessarily just been because of the news. It could have been just... Their friends, their family members, also who all saw that. the news, yep, and then told her and spread it by word of mouth. But it all yep. began the cancer, but started it's also their religion. That's another thing too. That's a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, to, yes, to a certain extent, the uh, the religious angle for sure. Um, it, you know, religion and and fear mongering in the news media yeah. are two things that probably so definitely Geraldo takes takes uh, everyone to the town of Amite, Louisiana. There's been a rash of cattle mutilations. I'm surprised they weren't like saying you know that aliens were the cause. Or, Can you or imagine? chupacabra? That would be a better or 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 Satanist aliens. Sa well, dude, chupacabra looks like a a, a devil a devil dog or like a, yeah. a hellhound of some kind. Yeah. Can you imagine if aliens were also Satanists? That would like really just that would really send some of these. Well, uh, see, according to the Bible, planet Earth is kind of the only that's the only kind of place where we can have Jesus and Satan and all that. So I think on another planet, Satan isn't really or is that a universal thing? Is Satan in the entire well, I remember hearing the, the theory that aliens are fallen angels? Yeah. That's what I remember hearing. I've heard the that too. About. I remember as a kid I was told that um if you see a UFO, that means you're about to be demon-possessed. Like, someone at our church was saying that. 
So the whole time as a kid, I was like, were they saying it in a typical Southern accent too? Oh, like abso- over your- absolutely. I'm going to tell you right now, if you see a UFO, that means you're about to be possessed by the devil. It means Satan wants to grab you. He wants to keep you. He wants to take you. Don't let him take you. Let, let the Lord's love shine upon you. The grace of Jesus Christ rain down like sweet cherry pie and lemonade. Don't let him anal probe you. <laughs> well, don't let him anal so, probe you. You, know, you might like it, and then you'll turn into a homosexual, which is even worse than being a Satanist at this church. <laughs> Don't even get me started on, I would rather deal with a demon-infested straight male than a homosexual. I will tell you that right now. I tell you what. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Geraldo is shown uh, some of the mutilated cat- cattle by the two local women. They're confused. They are conf- confused. They, they are confused, but they are convinced that these are ritual sacrifices because the per- 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 perpetrator... Gutted the organs, removed the eyes, and cut off the tail. Which could have just been, uh, you know, scavengers. I mean, Chupacabra did that same, like, very similar shit in South America. So, I mean, you know. That that has, so, I, I believe more in Chupacabra than I do in... Uh, Amite is one of those small towns with, of a few thousand people with nothing to do. It's a big industry is in cattle sales. As far as the cattle mutilations go... They have been common across the United States over the past 40-plus years. Even an investigation from the FBI has turned up nothing. These unexplained mutilations have been blamed on everything from satanic cults to UFOs. Since cattle are one of the biggest industries in the region, you think that a more rational explanation would be that a competing cattleman is slaughtering the stock of the competition. Huh, that's actually true. And then making it look like it's Satanist. So they can get off. Not sexually. Yeah, just have to throw that in there. Not. Sorry. Although it might, I don't know. It's Never it's. Know. Hold on, dude. I'm getting a phone call. This has got to be an edit. Forty two fifty six. Hello. Uh, I did not call you, but I noticed that I got a phone call from this number five minutes ago. They're getting people's numbers, and I don't know how they're and they're anyway using for a cover up number. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Like if. Like when you when you when I was on the phone five minutes ago and your line was calling me, it was whoever somebody trying to oh, sell or whatever. Uh, and, I, and they use yours. So when you call them back, it goes to you. Because every time I I ain't never seen nothing like it. I thought about calling the police and because I've had several of my friends had the same thing. You know I don't know if I don't know how they get I don't know how they do it. But anyway, all right, buddy. Would you take care? All right, man. All right, all right. yes, sir. Bye bye. <laughs> that great. Dude, that is fucking solid gold. I'm so glad I thought to put that on speaker. <laughs> all right, guys, just for anyone listening, you just got a true taste of the South. All right, yeah, just an authentic taste of the I'll South. Tell you what, with with <laughs> with, the, with the paranoia and everything included. I mean that if that doesn't sum up how it is living here, man, I don't know what does. You get that shit all the fucking time. Hey, man, I'll tell you what it is. It's the, it's the government, and they're listening. I was going to call the police, but uh, all right, Bart, man, you take care, man. You have a good... Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir, Bob. I'll tell you what. God, what a treat. I'm so glad I'm able to deliver that to you all. I'm so glad that got, that was the wrong number. Mm-hmm. So, the church and the story is actually uh, the Abundant Life Church in the town of Hammond, Louisiana. And in 2005, Louis LaMonica, the pastor of the Hosanna Church, walked into a police station 
and confessed to raping up to 25 children, claiming that he practiced satanic rituals and drank cat's blood. The entire ordeal inspired an episode of True Detective. However, back in the real world, real world, and I can't say real words, apparently, detectives who investigated the claims made by LaMonica found no evidence of any sort of satanic window dressing that he claimed to have set up. So, you can definitely look at this as, well, he probably did actually do that. He actually did rape the children. He's just trying in order to make himself feel better. He's like, it was the devil and it was satanic rituals and the devil made me do it. So then it cuts, uh, talks back to, uh, it goes back to the Presidio. Geraldo goes to San Francisco. He warns his viewing audience of the satanic goings on at the Presidio military base. He mentions Michael Aquino, who we talked about earlier, was stationed at Presidio at the time. Uh, he states that Aquino had been living a secret double life as satanic high priest, but Aquino is the, the there's no double life here. Uh, everyone who knows him, including the military, knows that that's his religion. So Geraldo is full of shit, as usual. And then he starts uh, playing the answering machine message, the, and he tries to make it sound like it's the most sinister shit ever. So this is the answering machine message uh, by uh, Michael Aquino. And he's like, this is the temple of Set. The temple is the only international satanic religious institution fully recognized by the United States government. Ooh. And that's supposed to be sinister and terrifying and evil. It's really stock. It's, it's just very standard. There's nothing sinister about it. So, Geraldo then goes on to say, the United States Army recognizes Satanism as a legitimate religion and provides information for Army chaplains, provides services for soldiers who worship shape, worship sh Satan. Shapen. Shapen. Harry, Harry Shapen. My child <laughs> arrived just the other day. He came into well in the usual way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, then he speaks to a detective named Ed Albonoski at the Santa Clara Sheriff's Office who takes Geraldo on a midnight visit to a to the base under a full moon, and Geraldo looks into the window of an abandoned World War II fortification. Albonaski claims that there's a satanic altar on the graffiti. Geraldo tells the viewers that what he sees when he's looking through a barred window... Oh my god, folks, it is just horrific what I am laying my eyes on. I'm seeing a pentagram and 666 inside of this building looks like yep. a pretty darn good place for a satanic ritual uh-huh exactly but his camera man was only able to capture one of the items that Geraldo described so you have to take everything else on face value and then you have this guy named joseph who's interviewed uh who who Geraldo says is a satanist who was also enlisted in the army but Joseph has asked his identity to be concealed, and how his identity is concealed, they just shoot from the, the back. They shoot the back of his head. So Joseph has asked that, uh, for his identity to be concealed. He confirms that the top brass of Presidio was aware that he was a member of a satanic cult. He then interviews the base commander, Colonel Joseph Rafferty, about it, and Rafferty tells Riv Rivera that he's unaware of any of this shit happening in the area. He's like, I I don't know about any of satanic 
activities happening at the Presidio. Yeah, because they're trying to make it seem like the military is this like bastion for like Satanism and there's these yeah, like secret sects. They're doing sex. a really bad job. There's these secret <laughs> sects of uh, Satanism. Secret sects of Satanism. Say that six times twice. Six times twice? Does that make sense? I don't think so. And, uh, and, uh, Try not to say sex instead of sects. Well, that's diff- <laughs> that's near that's damn near impossible to to say sect sects and sex. <laughs> like try to say because a, a, a religious sect s e c t s the multiple sex and then s e x. Try just try in your car right now. Whatever you're doing, listener, try to fucking differentiate those two things. Satanic sex, which is sex with a goat person, I guess. And then (laughs) satanic religious group, satanic sex. Uh, It's very difficult. Yeah, satanic sex. Yeah. Sex. Satanic sex. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) So, uh, Geraldo claims that children who attended a daycare center in Presidio were molested by soldiers who were part of a satanic group. Then he goes back to Albanaski, who says the kids were violated in every way possible before the segment ends. Now, Aquino was a member of the United States Army, and the temple set is recognized by the United States government. But the fact that it's it's recognized by the government isn't that sinister. Uh, it means that the temple set is considered religion by the IRS for tax purposes. Which is, it's just, I mean, really, I mean... I mean, fucking Scientology uh, is a religion as far as the exactly. IRS is concerned, you know? And they they and, don't uh, Jedi. they don't even consider themselves a religion. They're, they It's literally just for tax purposes. Did you just say Jedi? Yeah, because there's actually Jedi. That's an actual religion, I think. No. Like, reckon, recognized by the government? I believe so. Holy shit. Could be wrong. So... <laughs> Aquino actually wasn't even on the base at the time the allegations were made, so he definitely was not necessarily involved with this. A year later, the base's chaplain accused Aquino, and so it went. Uh, the sexual abuse allegations were raised by Gary Hambright, who worked at the daycare center at the Presidio. Uh, he was actually raked over the coals, and his career was ruined by false accusa- accusations. But despite that, Aquino still spent years trying to prove his innocence uh, of a crime that he wasn't even there to possibly even commit. The mystery man, Joseph, was later identified as Captain Luis de Siago. He's not a credible witness. He was a member of the Temple set, but was expelled in 1982 over some sort of misconduct. So, obviously, he had an agenda against the Temple of Set. As for the satanic graffiti that was allegedly at the Presidio, this was all a hoax. Detective Ed Albanaski is from the Santa Clara Sheriff's Office. Santa Clara is about an hour away from San Francisco. Oh, so are they trying to say that they just like picked a, a, fa- a location that had satanic writing and said it was the yep. Presario or whatever? The Presidio. Presidio. Yep. Well, that's 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 so surprising that they did that because here I thought this was a um, objective, um, fact-based uh, special that we were watching and not sensationalized in the least bit. Exactly. So, and they they continue talking more about uh, the scandal and the sexual abuse, but I think I think we got the point of of it here. Now, now we get to the next part where. 
I believe. Well, let's go to commercial break, Mike. Um, so, okay. so commercial break number three here. We have a commercial for the show Midnight Caller. Uh, looked like a made-for-TV movie. It looked pretty good, actually. What do you think? It's actually the. I actually. Uh, I yeah. I thought it looked pretty decent. Dennis Dunn is in it, who was uh, Wang in Big Trouble in Little China, and you also have I, I'm trying to make Gary Cole. I think is his name, who plays the lead guy. I've seen that. Uh, I've seen that guy in so many fucking movies, but like I don't. He's one of those yeah. actors where you don't know his name, but you've seen his face a million times. Mm-hmm. Now, the sp- the pilot is actually on YouTube, so I'll check that out sometime. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'd like uh, to see that. But the full series is not. It, it only lasted like a handful of episodes. See, this Didn't is this is why great. physical media is still important because shit like ju- this just disappears. Well, there's a lot of that. Uh, there's a lot of lost media shows that aired a couple times. I mean, like I said earlier on the, I don't know if I said this earlier on this podcast. I mean, stuff like America's Most Wanted, which is a show that lasted for 10, 20 years. I think it lasted for 20 years. And it helped capture hundreds of criminals. And there's only a handful of full episodes that have been found. I mean, honestly, though, they, they relied much less on reenact, reenacting and all that kind of stuff. And it, Yes, but still. It was more of a news-based show than, than anything. So, like, why would you want to go and re- rewatch it if they caught the guy, you know, if there's no kind of, like, reenactment? They actually did have reenactments. Uh, I, 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 I don't remember that. I mean, I know, I obviously know of the show, but I just don't really remember watching They're it. not as great as Unsolved Mysteries, but there's still a certain charm to them. And for people like myself that grew up watching the show, we kind of do want to revisit it just to see like if it is as is it is as good as we remember. And if we can't find the episodes, it's like how can I really do that? <laughs> so our next commercial, <laughs> our next commercial on the commercial break was Unsolved Mysteries, baby, yes. the original NBC run. We get a commercial for Unsolved Mysteries. It was the ghost special with the Queen Mary segment. The, it's the Halloween, the Halloween. Oh, Halloween! Episode. My bad. Queen Mary, General Wayne in, and then then it, it's it's showing the comedy store ghost segment, but it doesn't say anything about it, and then it just kind of like cuts to Robert Stack real quick, and then it you know shows yeah. the logo. It's like yeah, they well you also they also have uh, the Tallman Tallman House ghost. Yeah, they didn't advertise that one in the in the little trailer though, but it was so cool. I thought they did. They showed the guy when he's sitting up in the bed, uh, and then there's like the fog or don't something. Don't recall seeing that in this, but sure, Mike, it's, yeah. it's in there. Who cares? That's not the point. The point is, is that an original NBC Unsolved Mysteries commercial came on and I, I jizzed my pants. Uh, we get a second fucking Tattingers commercial, which, again, like I said, actually looks like kind of a funny series. Um, we get a, sh- a commercial for a show, fi- or the I think it was a made-for-TV movie, Favorite Son. Yeah, it looks really good, actually, Favorite Son. Yeah. Um, and then we get the uh, Cheers season premiere uh, commercial, which is crazy because that show has been off the air for like, what, 30 years? And it's mm-hmm. like showing like, see, it just shows you how fucking old this special was. And then you got the uh, Dear John season's funniest new show coming on right after Cheers. And uh, and we are back. So now uh, Geraldo is continuing to talk about satanic ritual abuse, and uh, he then goes in and starts discussing the curious case of Caleb Kellum. Now, Caleb Kellum is a child from Greta, Louisiana, who Geraldo claims is a victim of satanic ritual abuse. This is evident, apparently, by the fact that the kid draws a bunch of really weird, fucked up pictures. 
So the pictures show uh, a baby getting thrown against the wall, uh, ghosts and skeletons, people peeing on each other. <laughs> Defecation. Yeah, it, it's just like, what is going on in this kid's head? Maybe it's Satan, or maybe this kid is just mentally disturbed. Like there, There's a potential of that. So at one point, Caleb says that he was taken to a caboose where his abusers used something called spains. This is what he calls them. He calls them spains. They use spains, and then they put them in my butt. Oh, yeah, and he was like, boy, did it hurt. Ow, did it hurt. Which I'm not mocking the kid if he got if he really did get molested. No, because that's actually how he said it. Yeah, that is how, you know, I'm just like saying that's, yeah, that's how he said it. You know, like if that if that really happened, then shit. Yeah, it's awful. That's fucked up. According to a medical report from the Brown McCarty Clinic, the boy was repeatedly abused due to old scars from anal fissures. Geraldo then takes it to Caleb's mother, Sanda, who accuses her ex-husband David of being a high priest in a satanic cult. Wow, doesn't that sound familiar to some of these other cases we've we've covered in Unsolved Mysteries? You know, about, oh, your, your new husband, he's a devil worshiper. I'm going to take your kid. Yeah. Geraldo then makes a point of saying that David has never been formally charged and has since gone into hiding. Probably hiding from his crazy-ass fucking <laughs> ex. <laughs> so apparently, the details are really hard to find for this. Uh, there's a segment on Bill Elder's journal from 1988 on Satanism. It, it features a segment about the Kellum family. The only evidence that Sandra Kellum has that her husband was a Satanist is a doodle on a newspaper ad for Gerber Baby Food. Where he put horns and a beard on the baby. Oh my god. Dude, who the fuck didn't do that? Like, I know, that is like, like the like... most typical thing is to put horns on people. If you look at my old fucking elementary school yearbook, I put horns on like everybody. I know. But you're, 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 you're a Satanist though. Apparently. <laughs> I, uh, so... I actually bought into that whole like fear of demon possession as a kid i was fucking terrified of being demon possessed then why were you drawing horns on everybody (laughs) yeah i know right it's kind of a walking contradiction there so however if you watch carefully the video caleb is clearly being coached by his mother um the stories of her son caleb and his drawings apparently tell the story of satanic ritual abuse the story he tells is rehearsed and unemotional this is actually fairly common during the satanic panic where children are coached by parents, law enforcement officers, and therapists to say all kinds of awful, horrible things. A child, of course, wanting to please these authority figures would just parrot what was being told to them. And then they tell all these wild stories because they receive positive reinforcement from the adults. Good job, you- little Billy. Yep. So they take a closer look at, uh, if you actually take a closer look at his drawings, you see that these are just nonsensical and imaginative drawings of a child. Like there's one that just shows a tap dancing skeleton dancing around a grave and there's like a Pac-Man ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty satanic. So this, this case actually went to a grand jury in Lafayette, Louisiana, and Sandra Kellum's claims were dismissed. In the Geraldo special, the segment about the Kellum family uses quick editing where you only hear the child's responses. You have no idea what the child's being asked or if his mother was in the room coaching him along. You are also only shown part of the doctor's report. 
which if anything shows that these physicians were probably jumping to one huge conclusion. And also, you'd have to have a pretty shitty doctor if you don't know that anal fissures in children are actually quite common and are the result of constipation. I was constipated a lot as a child. I don't I hope no one's eating right now or anything. And I know you didn't ask that about me or want to know that, but uh, I just figured I'd throw that in there to kind of back up that statement. Um, <laughs> I think I ate too much cheese as a child, if, if I'm being quite honest. And um, constipation was a very real thing. And it, 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 it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It, it hurt. I mean, and when you get anal fissures, they're not necessarily just caused by sexual abuse it, it could just be constipation like when you get you know your anus gets punctured or you know cut a little because of that uh you you blood comes with it and so if the child was being abused for six years as his mother claims the kid would have been shitting blood constantly again and that really nobody's the case. eating yeah so anal fissures are not something a kid can hide so, but you'd have to have, be a very oblivious parent to not notice that your kid is is just shitting uh, blood. Uh, Calum Kellum apparently uh, is up to quite a bit nowadays when he's not trying to get a ghost hunting show off the ground. <laughs> Holy shit. Investigating vampires. He's writing creepy pasta stories and writing his own biography and internet movie database. Wow. <laughs> I was the kid who had the anal fissures on the Geraldo special. You guys remember <laughs> me, right? I drew that. I drew that uh, crude drawing of of uh, some guy throwing a baby into a wall and big head peeing on everybody. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> it's my claim to fame. So anyway, Geraldo then inter interviews an unidentified woman who claims that her husband abused their daughter in satanic rituals. This includes claims that the father wore a severed baby's foot around his neck, made his daughter drink blood, and then had her molested by a group of people. Now, does this sound at all plausible or, or realistic to you? Like, does this sound like something that would actually happen? I mean, you'd life? think if you'd go out to, like, the Blockbuster to rent a movie on Friday night, like, the clerk would notice a fucking, like, dried baby's foot around the dude's, like, you know, <laughs> neck, and that might be yeah. something that you'd be like, hey, that, that looks kind of like a little tiny human foot there that's all, like, fucking dried and uh, severed from a, perhaps, baby leg. Uh, yeah, just hold on. We got that new release. I just gotta go call this number real quick. Just hold on right there, you know, like... Get the fuck over here, psycho with a fucking baby's foot around his... <laughs> and, he's, and he's fucking renting Ernest Goes to Camp a 14th time. Get over here now! <laughs> so, then there's the Smith family, which is apparently not the real names, who claim that their 10-year-old son was abused by a trusted minister who allegedly was a super-secret Satanist. Now, there's a possibility that he might be a devil and a horrible person and not be a Satanist because there's a good amount of ministers and priests who sexually abused kids that weren't actual Satanists. The first case is nearly impossible to find any details on. It doesn't help that the woman being interviewed isn't being named. And if you look up stories about ministers who molested children in the late 80s in the Los Angeles area, there's an entire website for victims... Uh, of abuse by priests dating as far back as 1936 to 2016 that have actually been reported. 
So just because your local minister decided to use his member to destroy the innocence of a child, that doesn't actually make them a Satanist. It just speaks uh, to an issue about the Catholic Church more than anything else, which is true. I mean, look what happened with uh, the case that uh, was covered in the film Spotlight and uh, in the documentary Deliver, I think it's called Deliver Us From Evil. And then Geraldo goes in and he talks about that reports of satanic ritual abuse have been happening all over the country, but he only references two. Maplewood, New Jersey, and El Paso, Texas. So, he's trying to create this satanic panic, and he's only talking about three states out of 50. It's not really a nationwide epidemic, Geraldo. So the first one is the We Care Nursery School in Maplewood, New Jersey. First off, what, what, that name? We Care? Like, with two, with two E's. Like, we, as in, like, we little child, you know, we care. This is so yeah, bad. Yeah, I get it. In 1985, Margaret Kelly Michaels is accused of abusing a whopping 51 children. Accusations include using rectal, rectal thermometers during nap time, playing naked duck duck goose, and singing jingle bells naked. <laughs> God damn. That last one just caught me by surprise in a very funny yeah. way. I'm like, is she just drunk or high you know what's weird is uh th there was a, a documentary called capturing the freedmen's about this dad who ends up you know he seems like a pillar of the community but he ends up being this like child molester in the computer uh -huh. class that he teaches i heard about that yeah 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 apparently he did the naked duck duck goose thing with his students too so apparently that was just a, a that's not that far-fetched apparently yeah I, I don't know why that singing hot. jingle bells naked though i don't know <laughs> jingle Oh, Jesus. At the time, Michaels was sentenced to 47 years in prison. However, Margaret won an appeal in 1994, the judges overturning the conviction because improper interviewing techniques that actually implanted false memories were being used. Implanted. Ooh, very French and sophisticated way of saying implanted, Mike. Implanted. <laughs> There's a, and uh, there are actually no accusations of Satanism involved in that case at all. The El Paso, Texas story is likely the case of Dan and Fran Keller, who ran a private daycare center. They went to trial in the 1990s and were found guilty. They spent two decades in prison before the conviction was overturned, and they were released in 2013. All right, guys, that's all the time we got, unfortunately. I'm sorry this is a short podcast this week. Um, it's my mom's birthday today, and we're having some... Well, happy birthday. Yes, I will tell to, her that... To your mom. I'll tell her you said that. Uh, we were having Chinese food at my brother's house. I told him I'd be there by mm. by six. It is five forty four now. Uh, so yeah, I got to go and do that. So any hoozles. Um, I already plugged everything. You can find us on YouTube if you want more of Mike and Josh separately, but always oh so equally. Mike is a movie guy. He talks about movies mainly on his YouTube channel. You can find that at youtubecom communications. Mike, what was the last movie you just saw? Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw that uh, that went up today, was didn't it? Yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, that fucking classic. What, I mean, what can you say about that movie that uh, hasn't... Well, I mean, to be honest, I, I used to love it, but, like, after watching it again recently, Halloween, like, I still like the film. I think it's a fun movie. I just say it's more of an above-average film. It's not perfect. It's not a timeless classic to me anymore. I think it's one of the... I, I liken it to, to the fact that it's just so high-energy... And it's 
just like if you ate too much Halloween candy and then the next day you, you feel sick and you got a headache and you're like, I don't want to do this again until next year. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> so it didn't way. age as, as the, well as I guess I thought it did. No, it, it's just one of those things where the three sisters think get really annoying. Isn't like, isn't Streisand one of them? No, it's Bette Midler. Oh, Bette, Bette Midler. Midler, Kathy and Jimmy, and Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker's hot in that, and she's actually... I like. I actually don't mind her in that. Her energy seems genuine. The other two are hamming it up and mugging for the camera, and, and then they do all this slapstick stuff, so then it kind of comes across like it's the Three Stooges, but with witches, and that can get annoying and old real fast. And then it's just one of those Disney films where they're trying to write for teenagers, but you can tell it's like a bunch of adults who are trying to write what teenagers would be talking about. So you have all these references to Virgin, and then you have, like, for some reason, they, they thought that teenagers or kids like to say yabos instead of, you know, some other slang term for breasts, oh God. like gazongas. Oh. Like, I've never even heard of yabos. No. It's the only time I've ever heard that ever is in Hocus Pocus. Um, it's still a fun movie, but yeah, if I were to pick something like a kid's horror film, like I'd, I'd rather watch The Monster Squad, you know, stuff like that. So, but it's still, it's still a fun film. All right. And well, Mike, you know, that, that's, that's Mike's channel. Check him out. I am, uh, youtube.com slash dancing with ghosts. Uh, still haven't done a new video since the Resident Evil, uh, worst to best. You should check that out. That was my Halloween video. Very scary. If you like the surprise, it hasn't had more views by now. Yeah, I'm not, Mike. I'm really not. I'm not surprised that with fucking YouTube and how it works. I'm. I am not. This is a fucking algorithm. Yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised anymore. The Swedish video, however, where I taste test Swedish food, is at 1,200 views. So I don't fucking know how anything works anymore. Um, but anyways, so you should eat more salty licorice. No, fuck then. that shit. If anyone wants to try <laughs> some of this. It's not. It's un, ungodly. Uh, young file or that that black licorice salt candy. The worst satanic. Do you want to talk about satanic? That candy. But the Swedes fucking love that shit. Uh, only Sweden Swedish people like that candy. <laughs> anyway, sorry again. This podcast is so short. Blame it on me. Send all your hate mail to our Facebook group. Until next time. Have a good rest of your week and goodbye. See ya. What's up, everybody? Just want to remind everyone that my album, The Nightmare Inside You, is still up for sale, and we have new band t-shirts as well. All of this is in the description of this podcast, so check it out, and if you dig the music, maybe consider supporting me. Now, enjoy some more of the album.
twilight's last gleaming Whose bright stripes and bright stars through uh, <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know what's happening right now. I'm feeling patriotic because you voted. Is that it? No. Well, ah, whatever. I'll talk about that. I guess I can mention that. All right, I'm ready to go. Uh, I I know you know you got you're you know spearheading this dealio. So. Yep. Yep. All I'm right. ready to go. Uh, we'll jump into it. <laughs> 